0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: This is Episode 60 of Horsemanship Radio, brought to you by Index Fund Advisors, IFA.com. Horsemanship Radio is part of the family of the Horse Radio Network, and today we have your dream job all lined up, and Pat Roberts describes your dream horse. This is Debbie Lauks and you're listening to the Horsemanship Radio. Thank you for joining us. Horsemanship Radio airs on the 1st and the 15th of the month, and I have my producer, Jen, with me today. Hi, Jen. Hi. Ho. Oh, that's, that's yes. my dreamy voice. Hi. Oh, yeah, we have a dream theme today. This is going to be so much fun. So I hope everybody tuned in to listen for their perfect job, because that's what we have today. Just keep listening. So did you know that there have been like all these cutbacks at the police department for the mounted patrols?
2: You know, every once in a while we hear a uh, a headline here and a headline there about how they're cutting back. Was it? Hummer. I, think it was, I think it was Boston. Very recently, yeah. saw a headline: they're cutting back to one mounted patrolman, one, one man, one one horse, one, horse, one, man? one human. Oh, that doesn't. What's do the me- point?
1: That's kind of like just having you know a celebrity. That's then. like putting you just one re-
2: horseshoe on your horse. Yeah.
1: <laughs> really? <Okay. laughs> clip, clip. <Yeah>. Um, so- <laughs> That is so bad. So, I mean what does one do? It's gotta be like a force. Anyway, yeah, so well, what, I'm, what I'm kinda now? disappointed about that yeah. because yeah. What you know, the best way to really you know what? I bet they quit because of the Boston bombings. I don't blame the horses. That's you well, know, that that's it. We're out of here. These guys are nuts. So horses are practical that way. But but there, you know, there's no other private companies that offer um, the, the mounted police except for this this uh, company that we we got to interview Frank Keller with today, and it, it's just such an interesting business model. And this guy's bringing back horses in the mounted patrols. So I, uh, he's my hero. This is so cool. That's fascinating. Um, it is. And you know what? And he's looking for people right now and horses. They're like job scouring right now. They're trying to find people from one end of the United States to the other. So like if you've ever thought, you know what I want to do? I want to listen to music. I want to go places and I want to ride my horse and I want to get paid to do it. Then this is this is the episode you got to listen to. It's, it's, How it's so much. cool yeah. is
2: that? And then to add on top of that. Um, We all dream about having our perfect horse. Well, uh, the mm-hmm. Roberts family has kind of nailed that down. And your yeah. mom, Pat, I was so thrilled that she agreed to come on and talk about your Willing Partners program. Because I got to ride one of your Willing Partners horses, as, mm-hmm. as did Glenn when we came out and visited. And riding around on those horses, it was just so cool to ride on a horse that he got straight A's all the way through elementary school straight A's. He was a straight A student and it was so much fun. And, and we get to hear about how they're chosen and they're trained and the fa- mm-hmm. philosophy behind it and all that yeah. kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Cause we had mentioned it. You and I had started talking about the willing partner sources and somehow we got diverted somewhere along the line and we, we never told how <laughs> the old, you know, secrets. stay tuned. Yeah. Three three months later or something. So, um, you know, we had to get mom back. I, I didn't want to just share all that stuff cause she's the magic. She's the secret sauce to this whole thing. She and dad just are amazing at picking horses uh, together. They, they have been, as long as I can remember, they had just been amazing at choosing horses, pretty good at people too, but they, they, they're really good at horses and they, um, they came up with a formula that really is is uh, they, they corner the market on these most beautiful, colorful, good heads, young horses. They just are re- really super duper. They're not cheap, but you know what would you expect with all the they've got to go through two and three and four years of of training and still be young <laughs> when they get purchased. So right. so we got your dream horse, we got your dream job, and I think people are going to love these too. All of it coming
2: up right after this from IFA.
3: Hi, I'm Mark Hebner, president of Index Fund Advisors and proud owner of Monty Roberts Willing Partners graduate, He's a Sugar Bear. (laughs) You know, investment portfolios are a lot like horses. You need to find one that best suits you, your temperament and your stage of life. Some people might like an energetic horse and an aggressive investment portfolio, while others are more comfortable with a gentle ride and a more conservative investment portfolio. The trick is to find the one that's right for you. That's what Index Fund Advisors is all about, matching people with portfolios, risk-appropriate, low-cost, and globally diversified investment portfolios. You can find the right portfolio for you by taking the Risk Capacity Survey at ifa.com. That's IFA as in Index Fund Advisors. Or you can call us toll-free at 888-643-3133. That's 888 643 Three one, three, three
1: Pat Roberts is an accomplished horsewoman. She grew up loving horses and has trained, bred, and showed championship horses throughout her life. She met Monty Roberts, dad, in grammar school, and after marrying, they began their careers in horses together she 's a talented artist. It was just natural for her to gravitate gravitate toward uh, creating the numerous sculptures that she has, and it 's usually of the horse in motion. She was honored with awards for her sculpture, and they are now in the permanent collection at the Kentucky Horse Park in Lexington, Kentucky, uh, the European Museum of Art, and uh, lots of corporations and headquarters around the world, United States. She has collectors in 15 countries now, I think is what the count is, and she also is in the personal collection of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II at Windsor Castle. So that's a pretty good endorsement. Well, welcome Pat Roberts. I've got Pat Roberts in with us. Today we're we're actually recording here from the Monty Roberts International Learning Center. We're inside the classroom. How are
4: you? I'm fine. I'm happy to be here. I'm
1: glad you're here. She is she is back cuz uh, Jen and I talked about, I don't know, it's a few episodes ago. About willing partners. And we were real excited about oh, Glenn and Jen were here visiting on Is Up Farms and they got to ride a couple of the Willing Partners horses. And Glenn doesn't do that very often.
4: Well, he he had a good time and we enjoyed showing off.
1: Yeah, they are. They're they're pretty special horses. And Jen and I had been talking about how you and Monty choose willing partners horses because it isn't just a program that you can put any old horse through, and make him come out on the other side a deemed, trademarked, copyrighted, (laughs) the real thing, certified, certified willing Mm -hmm. partner's horse. And we'd like to talk to you about that today.
4: Well, it takes a little bit of of, uh, checking into foundation. Uh, It's not all about confirmation. It's about finding horses that haven't been raised in the backyard, have been raised in circumstances where they have uh, had a lot of uh, time out in the open, uh, maybe on uh, rocky ground, toughens their feet. But we, we want horses that are, are rugged, and, but they've still got to have appeal, eye, eye appeal. So the first thing you do is you start looking for breeders that have a um, known uh, a group of horses that give you color. And uh, it seems like the last group of horses that we we found we found in Montana, and of course they were raised in really really rugged conditions. It was rocky and tough, and and uh, they have good feet, good feet, tough yeah. feet, and that's that's so important. Mm-hmm. But also you need to know what the mare was like and mm-hmm. what stallion are they using in their breeding program. And uh, an example of a breeding program that we uh, discovered um, in the Lynn Quarter Horses in Montana is that they have such nice stallions that they they have the stallion over the fence where the mares and the babies are, and they're totally quiet. Is they, that right? They don't say a word. And that just really impressed Bonnie and I. And, uh, and But also, they're beautiful horses. And just the, the kindness, the quality, soft eyes. And lots of color, and uh, the lens uh, are known for gruyos, and it just so oh, happened, Explain that may, well, some uh, people it's a color. It's a color, and it's it's not a gray, and it's not a buckskin. It's a soft, maybe like a dove gray, with uh, dark mane and tails, and sometimes a dorsal stripe. Right. And uh, is it a is it a dun? Is it a color of a
1: dun? No, no,
4: it gruyo is gruyo. Gruyo is gruyo. Yep. How and do you spell that? G-R-U-L-L-O. Gruyo. Mm-hmm. And of course, the a double L is is like a Y. It's Spanish. Gruyo. It's yeah. a Spanish mm-hmm. term. And uh, the gruyo horse is very unique. And in fact, people don't see very many of them. And that's, uh, that's good for us because we want uniqueness. Um, they have to go through a rigorous training of at least two years minimum and but prior to buying them it's really important that uh, not only do we check on on the type of mares that that we're buying them from and the stallions and the and the terrain but also we expect them to be sound of uh wind eye and we x-ray their feet Mm. and so if we have any deviation there of course they don't make the cut and uh It just seems that uh, in Montana, you find a lot of really nice um, places that breed not only like Gruyos, like the lens, but also paints. And uh, so in the last last batch that we purchased about four years ago, I would say, um, we found some wonderful horses. Uh, um, Our our friend uh, um, Mark Hebner bought one called Bear. That is an absolute love he 's a sugar bear he 's a sugar bear, oh man what a what a neat horse he is yeah. and uh, but horses like that and and so far, we have been so happy with the results. Uh, very seldom do we have a horse that we have to what we say not make the cut mm-hmm. you know they just they just we can 't certify them, and so therefore they have to go another way
0: mm-hmm.
4: and uh, but not too often we we 've been fairly lucky that way. Mm-hmm. And our soundness issues have been minimal, to say the least. But um, that's because we've done our homework and we've checked out um, the breeding stock and and uh, and been very, very careful about our x ray and making sure that we, we don't buy problems. And a lot of people say, well, why don't you buy an older horse? You know, a horse that's yeah, been that's through the program yeah. and, you know, the reason that we don't and I don't say anything is absolute because I have bought some horses that were a little bit older and were started and been lucky with those. But what we want to buy is something that is young, that doesn't have any baggage. Uh, They've had no bad experiences that they're going to have flashbacks to, and that we control the way they're started by Monty's nonviolent concepts of join-up. And so they go through the program just like we do any breed or any discipline here on the farm. They go through join-up. And then they are just slowly ridden and uh, introduced to all the different uh, obstacles and things that they might uh, uh, you know incur out on a on a trail mm-hmm. um, a couple of things that that um, over the years that have been kind of interesting is that um, some of our horses have personalities that you just—it's so hard to to sell them off the farm because everybody loves them, and uh, <laughs> you know they, they don't get off the farm. <laughs> they people and when people come in and, and we have to sell them, then ah, uh, are you sure you want to sell this horse? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but that's what we're in the business to do—is mm-hmm. to find horses uh, that are going to go out there and make you proud. And uh, we've got uh, willing partner horses in all. Countries all over the world: uh, Norway, uh, England, right. uh, um, Dubai, Dubai. Yeah. yeah, the first one I think went to Dubai uh, to uh, Sheikh Mohammed's new daughter, the new dude. Yeah, That's and uh, you know it, it's been a wonderful program. A lot of them have gone to England now, and they've got quite a reputation in England. Mm. And uh, but and the and the Western is kind of growing. And over the there Western too. is growing in England, uh, in all the European countries. Mm-hmm. To tell you the truth, I mean they're all aware of, uh, the Western theme and, mm-hmm. and raining is getting more, uh, uh it's progressing mm-hmm. in, in, uh, Germany and France and Italy. Uh, but anyway, in order to, to make a willing partner horse, we have to be, we have to be willing to make the investment, make sure that we've done a good job of picking our horse and then be patient mm-hmm. because a lot of times you don't have the perfect purchaser come in for two three four years mm-hmm. and yes they are a bit expensive but when you pencil it out <laughs> no one makes money at at producing willing partner horses mm-hmm. we, we've tried and we've we've had a success with horses that we've had a very short period of time but if we keep them over two years then that start really it, it, all it that take, training all that, that training and everything. Train, yeah. the margins decrease yeah, rapidly, yeah uh, but but there's such satisfaction in doing this, you know, and when you get the letters and the and the photographs mm-hmm. and and the messages on Facebook about, oh my gosh, I love my horse and mm-hmm. and uh, we uh, you couldn't have found a better horse on earth for us. Mm-hmm. you know that's that's your. That's your reward. That's why you're doing it. That's yeah. why you're doing yeah. it. Yeah. yeah.
1: I meant to ask you about about saddles. Uh, so you don't know who the end user is going to be of this horse, who who the family is that they're going to. How do you know if they're going to ride English, a big old Western
4: saddle, Australians that This is this you- is an easy one. We know our people. They have to come here and ride the horse. And in other words, we have, almost have to approve. The purchaser before we'll sell the horse. We want to make sure that we're going to have satisfied customers, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, and uh, we, we we find out, you know, wh- how they're going to use this horse, whether they're going to be English or Western or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make any difference because during our training program, we use both English and Western saddles. So uh, we we take them to the arena. We we try to teach them to change their leads. They're they're good at at uh, picking up leads transitions all the things that are necessary to make a, even a, a show horse mm-hmm. uh, and uh, then they're taken out on the trails they're there we have obstacles here on the farm mm-hmm. we trailer them uh, to often to the beach mm-hmm. and where they encounter the ocean uh, take them out on mountain trails and uh, by the time they are certified uh, uh, a willing partner, a true willing partner. They have been through the gamut. So a horse is a horse, basically. You're a saying a horse is a horse. Yeah, it doesn't but, matter. Uh, you know, we start all of our horses, no matter what discipline, with the join up method yeah. concepts. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I, I might, I might hearken back a little bit about how this all developed out because your, you and and Dad, you and Monty are such great choosers of horses, and you had some horses. Hanging around looking for a job here on the farm. <laughs>
4: That's true, as I recall. Yeah,
1: and and you began. You had you have great trainers here, and, uh, and I think it was Hector who was here at the time. Oh yes, who taught new dude to lay down. Lay down he taught him to, He was just bomb proof, and yeah. I, I hate using that word because it's you know <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, no we, such a thing. But um, but he really was um, eager to please. He was oh, a wonderful absolutely, horse. And, and we and, said, you know, wouldn't it be fun? I, I knew he was a homebred, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, New dude, new dude was yeah. a whole bread. Mm-hmm. and I said, "Wouldn't it be fun to put some of these horses into circulation?" And you guys are so good at choosing horses. At this point, do you remember that almost every other horse that came onto the farm had something extremely. He was at odds with humans most of the time, right? They That's had correct. issues, yeah. And it became when you, when you become known as the fixer of all things <laughs> out there that are you know being maltreated by people. Uh, pretty soon, it's a whole parade of horses coming in with issues, and these exclusive little willing partners horses, these little homebreds that you had never had those issues. They yep. were they were raised with. People who love them. They were started with join up. They were started with nonviolent methods, mm-hmm. so they d- never knew
4: um, to have an issue. Right. That's that's correct, and that's that's why we we liked buying them uh, where they've been raised out in the rough and really basically almost untouched. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, uh, someone uh, might ask, well, how can you tell that they're going to react favorably and 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 become a willing partner uh, we like to uh, take a, a stick with some plastic on the on the end of it, like shopping bags. Uh, yeah, like something. shopping bags, plastic mm-hmm. shop, shopping shopping bags, and um, uh, take take the end of a uh, lead ra- uh, rope mm-hmm. with a horse on a halter okay. and shake those bags at them and see how they react. Ah, okay. And that that will tell you a bit about it. Not. Not it doesn't tell you the whole story. Sure, but But it's a reactionary.
1: But it's a reactionary.
2: So
4: is that that's
1: one of the techniques you took up to Montana, or when you seek out a horse, Mm -hmm. a young horse that's not started yet. So you're looking for horses that are not started. You're looking for soft eyes. You're looking for reactions, or lack thereof. Uh, Lack of (laughs) Mm -hmm.
4: right. You're looking for good breeding. You're looking for color, right? And and uh, good feet. Good feet. Oh, definitely Mm -hmm. good feet. And uh, you know you want something that's attractive something that will appeal Mm -hmm. to people and so you know you're looking that big eye that's really important and the color but something that that's really important in this program is you know they say why don't you buy older horses and you know do that because you've got all the training under under their belt by that time by the time they're five six seven or so we like to think that People that buy these horses want to have them around for some time. Mm-hmm. And so young horses that are trained to act like old horses mm-hmm. are ideal. Mm-hmm. And that's part of our program. Trained or
1: they have some inherent in them that is mm-hmm.
4: just a quiet demeanor. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's important because so many times people think that they, they've got the 12-year-old girl who they're going to buy her first horse and the horse is 20. Well, She's yeah. gonna have a heart attack, you know. <laughs> there's gonna be a heartbreak here somewhere soon. Oh yeah. If that horse gets too old or dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like the idea of having a five-year-old who acts like a fifteen or twenty. Exactly. Right. And yeah. that's
4: that's our goal. It's not easy. No. Not uh, tell always. me
1: about the triangle too, because I know mm-hmm. growing up, you always talked about the confirmation triangle. You and Dad, and it's mm-hmm. a great story Jack Swanson
4: yes. provided for you. My my mentor. Um, I, I'm an artist, I, as you know, most people, I sculpt mostly, but I was also a painter, and of course, horses were my subject of choice, and uh, the triangle of a horse is very, very interesting, because it means, uh, it shows you balance, and it shows you athletic ability, and, uh, the, and you look at a triangle, and the wider, the bottom of the triangle is, the longer the stride of the horse, and... Um, and you get more um, movement, uh, particularly in race horses. If you have a triangle that's tipped one way or another, uh, particularly if it's tipped toward the shoulder, you're going to have a horse that's not going to move as comfortably. And it's, they're going to be rougher at the trot, and uh, and it, their movement will not be less than desirable. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Perfect. So this artist taught you about
1: this triangle, mm-hmm. and what I mean? How old were you all when you and Dad? Were- both dating, I think, at this point is that right? Well, actually, um, I don't know.
4: I'm not. I he can't really pre-marital. Well, as be. the story goes, I think I, I started know. dating your dad when I was 17. Goodness, isn't that amazing? <laughs> I know. Um, and Jack was a, a budding young artist up in the uh, Carmel Valley, uh, Monterey County, and uh, he used to come up to uh, my cousin's ranch and sit on the corral, the top of a corral, sketching and painting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think your dad asked him what he was doing at some point, And he said, oh, I'm, I'm you know, I, I want to learn how to do the best horse I possibly can. Mm-hmm. And he, so he started giving your dad a little bit of a lesson about what the triangle means. And it was something that really impressed him. And uh, in looking at triangles when you go to buy yearlings, yearling thoroughbreds to resell at uh, – Two-year-old in training sales, that triangle is really important. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of the knowledge of the triangle, your dad bought a horse called Alleged, right. who won the Arctic Triumph twice, and uh, a lot of good horses. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, the triangle in a horse, whether it's a racehorse, a pleasure horse, a rainer, or whatever, it's very important, a balanced horse. mm mm-hmm. That's uh, there's some fantastic tips.
2: Thank yeah. you, thank You're you welcome. on how to
1: buy a horse. So it's not just about bomb proofing and desensitizing and being a
4: really good trainer. It is how you pick them. It's everything. It's eye appeal. It's uh, straight uh, limbs must be straight. They must move straight. They must uh, uh, walk out. You know, you don't want a you don't want a old pokey pokey yeah. horse. Yeah. You want a horse that has a good walk out mm-hmm. and. And that's important for people on trail rides, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm
0: -hmm.
4: And uh, some of the things that we do uh, to make them better on the trail is we go out in um, maybe half a dozen horses at a time. And we make sure that we put them in every position, in front, in back, in the middle. And they need to learn that no matter where they are on the trail, that they are comfortable and they'll move on. Mm -hmm. So... There's so much that goes into it. I mean, it, this is like a crash course in mm-hmm. how to pick a willing partner horse. But uh, uh, it's doable. And uh, if you do your homework, uh, you're willing to uh, look into uh, bloodlines mm-hmm. and people that are raising good, sound horses and then do your work from there. You know, it it, it can be a successful program. Mm-hmm. Maybe not financially, but yes. certainly it's it's a heartfelt Most thing. of us
1: don't get into horses to... Uh- no, make a lot not of money spend a lot of money yeah. but
4: we have fun with that what, what's the old saying? um uh, how to make a million in uh, the horse business start with a billion yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right well
1: thank you for joining us and, and sharing that we finally got to that and tick that off the box that we've got that Good. we would love to hear about some individual willing partners in the future too about what you got in training Good. And some stories of where they've gone You bet. Thanks.
4: I have lots of those.
1: Oh, good. We've just scratched the surface. That's right. Yeah.
4: Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. It was my pleasure.
0: We all hear about Omega-3 and how important it is for your horse's nutrition. But why? Well, simply put, horses were created to get all of their nutrition from live, natural grasses. Omega-3 is an essential fat found in many types of live grasses, and it's critical to the horse's health. If they were living on live grasses 24-7, they would be receiving enough omega-3. But in today's world, most horses are fed commercial feed and forage as their primary nutrition, and most of these are lacking in omega-3. That's where Omega Fields comes in. All of Omega Fields' flax-based products provide a balanced essential profile of omega three, six, nine, and may be helpful in alleviating problems related to skin, coat, hoof, joint, and sand colic. One of Omega Fields' terrific products is Omega Horse Shine. Omega Horseshine is an omega-3 stabilized ground flaxseed supplement for horses to help maintain a shiny, healthy coat, strong, solid hooves, and top performance for horses in all life stages. Omega Fields provides the best human-grade, non-GMO ground flax that can help horses with dry, scaly, itchy skin, joint pain and inflammation, poor hoof growth, allergies, and more. Don't just listen to Debbie and I. Alexandra, a customer of Omega Fields, says any horse I ever own, I will feed them Omega Horse Shine, and I will recommend it to anyone. You can get your Omega Horse Shine today at OmegaFields.com, or just for our listeners, get 15% off using the coupon code monty 2015 All one word, it's monty 2015 for 15% off your next order at OmegaFields.com. Com. That's omegafields.com
1: Frank Keller is the founder, president, and CEO of Alpha and Omega Mounted Patrol. It's the oldest and largest private mounted patrol firm in North America, and they are leaders in the festival security industry, providing public safety services on an ongoing basis to the nation's largest events like... Bonneroo Music and Camping Festival. They like about 100,000 fans there. The Fish Musical and Camping Festival, the Coachella and Stagecoach Festivals in California, Crosby Stills and Nash and Young, and the Reunion of the Grateful Dead, Paul McCartney, Bruce Springsteen. Doesn't this sound fun? World Cup soccer, soccer games and the 1994 Woodstock Musical Festival. <laughs> uh, Mr. Keller trains mounted police units throughout the United States. And he's focused on emergency planning and life safety management for the public venue industry. Well, welcome, Frank Keller. We're excited to have you on the show today. Are you uh, in Texas currently? I am. Good to hear from you. Thank you for taking your time out uh, of your busy days. I know that you've got a lot coming up with the Alpha Omega Mounted Patrol jobs, and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the background of that today, if that's all right? Sure. Good. Now... I understand that you've been involved in the Mounted Patrol for a long time. Tell me a little bit about your history with that.
5: Well, the the company was founded in 1986 by myself when I was uh, attending college in uh, New Mexico State University (laughs) in Las Cruces, New Mexico. It was a a means to uh, uh, generate, really, income uh, while I was going to college. And and at college, I had... uh, started a Western entertainment company, hmm. which gave wagon rides and hay rides and uh, chuck wagon barbecues to fraternities and sororities on campus.
1: Clever idea. How old are you now? You're college age? I'm sorry? You're college age at this point? You're in college?
5: No, no. No, this oh. is uh, 1986. That's I
1: don't know Canadian. how old you are. But <laughs> so what, at what age are you when you're putting this together, this entertainment?
5: Oh, I'm in my early 20s.
1: Yeah, so you're and, young. Um,
0: Good for you.
5: So we uh, we uh, we needed something something to expand our business into, and, and began to research and look around, and found that there was nobody in the country doing mounted security at the private level um, at that time. Really, there were only police departments doing it. Not not many of those around at that time either, because of uh, the budget cuts, and, and at that time in the country's economics, we were in a little bit of a Pair straits there, so uh, police departments around the country were cutting their mounted units, their mounted policing units, and it sort of uh, opened up a uh, an entry into the market for us to do it privately. So when we went out and looked around to to find out if anybody else was doing it, and to see if there were any you know anybody we could copy or emulate, we found out there indeed was not and actually to this day what 30 some years later there still is no other private mounted patrol company in the country so
1: Is that right? Many
5: have come, yeah. many have tried but it's uh it's not as simple as you can as you think there's yeah. a lot of training and, and I was
1: going to ask stuff. you about that. Yeah, so yeah, what does I mean we're such a big country, aren't we? And um so spread out. Where is the the biggest need? Is it in the the major cities or where do you where are you called for?
5: Well, what Shopping centers, large shopping centers, uh, music venues, amphitheaters, arenas, stadiums, um, uh, uh, political subdivisions, uh, improvement districts, politi- uh, and uh, music festivals right now is, is some of the bigger need that we're seeing across the nation. You know, the music festival mm-hmm. has grown to these massive 80,000, 100,000 person. Uh, festivals and there's pretty much no greater form of crowd control and crowd management than a than a person on a horse. Yeah. So we've uh, we've established several markets, and right now uh, we're really uh, really involved heavily in the music music side of things.
1: That makes good sense because it's uh, you can get in amongst them like you couldn't with a vehicle or even on foot because you can. You can make some traction, so and you're so much better than a Segway. (laughs) It's a horse. (laughs) Yeah,
5: you know, and nobody really wants to pet a Segway. Right. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, and we're we're eight foot, nine foot in the air. We have a 360 degree range of vision. We're we're able to traverse even where people on foot oftentimes can't go, or at least can't go for long distances. And and um, you know, we're we're very visible. The uniform, the equipment is highly visible. The color is red. Mm -hmm. which was done on purpose uh, as as an easily recognizable uh, component of a security system. When people were looking for help, they just looked for the red shirts. And, and, um, you know, just overall, there really is no other security system that I can think of that on one hand is 100% crime deterrent, if you will, the bad people don't, don't uh, don't want anything to do with with you know taking on a horse, and mm-hmm. it's 100 percent public relations as well. Yeah, people love the horses in this country. They love to pet them. They love to come and see the, our, what we call troopers, which is our riders, and visit with them. And we have trading cards and coloring books for kids. Oh, and fun. Yeah, there's a whole it's a it's a whole um, it's a whole system. It's a whole culture that we've developed over the years.
1: What a great idea! You know, at this on this show, we advocate getting horses back into people's lives. And I think so, for sure, you've been doing that for a long time. Um, but I love the idea of, of being able to go across the United States and hire you. So now if somebody's interested in something like this, they would ring you up, your contact, and say, hey, we're going to be having a big musical festival. Like here in California, we have the one down in Palm Springs that's so big, and uh, they have them up in the northern Cal area. So they'd call you up and say, hey, um, we have... Uh, 25,000 people coming, and you would determine what at that point?
5: We determine, we would look at the the, the number of, of, of estimated guests or attendees. We look at the the uh, type of music, because mm-hmm. that often makes a difference on the level of, of uh, protection that we provide. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the time of the year, climate, all these things go into the formula of, 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 of how many horses we may provide, uh, during what times of the day,
0: mm-hmm.
5: et cetera. So.
1: Okay, Pretty and much. yeah, I'm not even ask you about what music is is more dangerous <laughs> than another i we can just leave that to our imagination, but so um, would you mobilize people that you've certified? I don't know if you call it a certification or something in that particular area, or do you ship them all over the place?
5: It's a little bit of both, it just depends as you said, the country is so big that we we're not able to have offices in every single city in the nation or even in the urban areas, but we're, we're, we have regional offices in every major region of the country.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: So depending on what city and what county, et cetera, mm-hmm. we would either, if we're lucky enough to have a, a local presence there, we would use our local office and um, some of the bigger festivals like um, the one you mentioned in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. We bring in people from all over the United States.
1: Do you? Yeah, it's a big one, isn't it? I don't know. How many how many people go to that? What's it called? I, I've forgotten. Coachella. Coachella, that's it. Yeah, and, and how many people attend something like that?
5: Yeah, they're, you know, 75 to 100,000. Yeah, it's one of your bigger
1: ones then, I suppose.
5: One of the bigger ones with uh, people people camping, and uh, that's another big uh, concern or, yeah. or need for what we do is because the, these people are on the property for 24 hours a day, so yeah. they need to be... There needs to be some presence 24 hours a day to help keep the, the, the fans and the, and the venue safe.
1: So. Yeah, no alcohol involved, I'm sure, right?
5: <laughs> uh, well, you know. <laughs> yeah,
1: I suppose. <laughs> so I want to get into the horse part of it, if, if you don't mind some of that detail. But how do you, you know, you're going to have these... Um, Patrol uh, dates you're going to have in Norco in February and uh, BC Canada in March and Bell Buckle Tennessee one of my favorite people on Earth Joe Camp lives in Bell Buckle Tennessee in April and then also Georgia in April so you're going to have um, some sort of test or what what's coming up at those dates?
5: Those are interview uh, dates where okay. we we are looking for a few good men and women and horses <laughs> and to uh, to. Qualify for the job of providing mounted security. It's a, it's a regular, it's a p- pretty extensive interview. It lasts about four hours long, and and it's done in the saddle, um, where you come to the interview, and and we have you and your horse do very basic activation skills, um, some very basic, uh, what we call light and heavy sensory skills. And our our the, the what, what we're trying to achieve is to make sure that. You and your horse are working as a team in harmony with one another, and there's not a combative relationship there. And it, it, it just to, from a perspective of visual height, color, mm-hmm. um, the, 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 the individual to the horse, that the look is what we, we, we provide. And, and our look, I like to compare kind of to a McDonald's hamburger, where anywhere in the country you go, you can get a Big Mac. taste tastes the same. Mm-hmm. Anywhere in the country you go, if you hire us, it's the same look, same training, same uniforms. Etc. So gotcha. this interview lasts about four hours, and we're grading you and the horse. And there's actually a grading schedule that we use where you have to score 66 out of 100%, which is basically a C, an average,
0: mm-hmm.
5: um, in order to pass the interview. And your, your horse has to score about a 66% in order to pass the interview. And so we're looking at over 150, 180 different elements, everything from how wow. fast you come down the driveway. Uh, in your truck and trailer for reasons I ah,
1: okay. uh, probably don't
5: need to explain. Yeah, just make sure you're not reckless to how well you can sit in a saddle with a helicopter landing next to you. Yeah, so, there you go. You know, everything in between, the whole the whole uh, gamut is, is done there. And, and it's possible for you to pass and your horse not to pass or vice versa. Sometimes horses pass and the riders don't. But we welcome folks to come back as often as they want. We,
0: okay. we give
5: them, uh, you know, good uh, information about how to make them or their horse better to make it the next time if they if they elect to come back.
1: Oh, good. Yeah. So so the horse and rider are hired as a pair. There's no like... That is correct. Okay. So there's right. no like, your horse is great, but see you later to you. Huh?
5: Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> once those minimum, during this, this interview, those are minimum standards that, that you have to meet. After that, then there's a lot of on-the-job training. There uh-huh. are certification academies that the individuals have to go through. Uh, they have to certify with our company within one year of employment of the date that they hire on. Okay. Um, of course, there are certain companies require certain security certifications they have to pass. So it's quite it's quite an extensive process uh, in order to come to work for us. It's not like just going down to work for uh, you know Cole's department store and uh-huh. working at a, at a register. There's a lot of work that goes into it, and a lot of love and passion from the writers, and, and uh, so it's 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 really a, it's a different different challenge and. And it's like it's, it's it's a great career with us. Uh, we have people that have been with us for 15, 20 years. We have full benefits package with four hundred one k retirement, full mm. medical, great. dental, liability insurance, the the whole thing, sick pay. Mm. So it's it's quite uh, quite extensive, and it's a it's a good company to work for. But that's what we're doing in those areas right now is mm. is gearing up for the un- upcoming festival season.
1: Great. So do, do you have a perfect Horse that you could imagine, or are they? You know, could be four years old, could be twenty-four years old. Is there a, a target that you have seen? You've been doing this a long time.
5: Well, the, the, the minimum age. We don't take any horses that are that are under uh, four years of age, okay. and um, it's just a, a personal thing. We don't feel like they're developed mm-hmm. in order to take this kind of a, of a, of a, of a you know, of a riding. You know, 12, 14 hours a day on concrete or asphalt. So mm-hmm. we look for some older, something that that's on the you know four four year old and up. Um, we like them to be around 15 to three to 16 hands tall. Okay. Um, we look for dark colored, solid color horses. We like you know mixes, draft mixes, warm blood mixes um, because of their height and mm-hmm. stability. Mm-hmm. Uh, the drafts are are you know the mental portion of the draft horse when we. Mix it with a saddle horse; they're much more uh, trustworthy and much more dependable mentally, mm-hmm. and and even physiologically, their 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 bones are bigger, their feet are bigger. Um, you're sitting up higher. They have a better temperament. So it's it's kind of a all over the gamut. But what we, we really like that draft cross dark colors, 15, 3 to sixteen hand four to ten year old range something mm-hmm. along.
1: And do you put a uniform on them, or does everybody provide their own um, bit, bridle, saddle? I'm just thinking, you know, how do you, how do you dictate?
5: It's a little bit of both. We we have minimum requirements for bits, um, what we like to see in a horse's mouth for, for what we do. Um, we're very very particular about that. Um, the, we we provide all of the the, the under pads, the, the cover pads, uh, all the reflective gear that are on the saddle and on the horses. Uh, Feet and tail, um, we're real particular about um, you know type of bridle. We use a halter-bridle combination that we've um, sort of uh, modified over the years. Um, we like English and Australian-type saddles for yeah. this type of work. Mm-hmm. Um, Western, uh, we, we use sometimes, and some of our folks that maybe work one or two times a year will ride in their Western saddles. Mm-hmm. But that becomes a bit um sometimes those saddles can get in the way of what they're trying to do and how mm-hmm. they're trying to do the job with the saddle horn, getting caught up on it and mm-hmm. and things along those lines. But um so they so really what you come to the table with is a horse truck and trailer. We provide most everything else.
1: Great. So do you have any like crazy rock star stories like uh you know, uh, the boss jumped on one of your horses and decided to parade around. Or <laughs> I gotta oh, hear some. Have, I- you must gosh, have stories.
5: So many stories. We've, uh, uh, gosh, we 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 uh, we had Kenny Rogers at Bonnaroo a few years ago, and and um, he came out and made it a point to get a picture with some of our folks backstage and Loretta Lynn, and these are some of the older country folks that that, that came out and and have visited with us uh, two years ago. Uh, we had a very famous band. Uh, God, I can't think of the name of them right off the top of my head now. They decided to come out. And they wanted to. They wanted to ride our horses and be in their music video. And I oh, wish wow. I could the band right now, but it's a pretty famous Grammy-winning uh, Grammy-winning band. So, oh boy, we have lots of t- you know, or that we uh, band members will be out in the. In the concert venue somewhere, and they'll want to get their picture taken with the horses, and or they'll want the horses to come backstage and get their picture made back there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, lots and lots of stories like that. I, I could go on and on about those. I
1: because you have cool horses, so you know that they'll probably put up with a lot. And um, have have you ever been like inner city? Like I saw the funniest YouTube just recently with somebody who had gone on with a horse onto the David Letterman show. So I, you know, they're they're in a studio and they're doing. Uh, crazy stuff on stage. Do you have do you, is this something you might have to enlist this person to do?
0: No, I don't. Okay. You know, that's a
5: little bit. That's a little bit crazy. Uh, I'm not saying we wouldn't if we got a call to do that, but uh, we work in a lot of urban or a lot of city city areas. We work at the United Center in Chicago, and um, that's probably our most famous um, mm-hmm. c- city type uh, environment that we work in, but. Going on television, we've we've been on a lot of television shows, but I don't I can't say that we've ever ridden our horse onto the stage.
1: Been inside the television show, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, horses are so tolerant and generous, though, aren't they? They're amazing
5: that way, and amazing some... animals. And 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 I think that's another reason why we've been successful using them in the capacity that we do because of the respect that I have and have instilled in in all of our staff nationwide that you know these animals are are they're just a phenomenal creature and. And, you know, the old timers thinking that it's just a dumb old horse, that's just not the case anymore. In mm-hmm. fact, we know there's studies now that show that horses have the same uh, perception, sensory perception, but through their skin and smell mm-hmm. as a dolphin does. And we all know how fantastically smart dolphins are. Well, horses have that same ability to read their environment, and they do have, I believe, they do have an intellect of some sort because I've just seen it too often where we've been in sticky situations where the animal has responded in in, in a way to protect or save the rider.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: So um yeah, we're uh we're real big fans.
1: Good. Yeah, I totally agree with that. That sounds wonderful. Well, I would love to come out to to Norco and and see that, but is it open to the public or is that something It's not. It's yeah.
5: actually not. We don't we don't uh-huh. have any audience because there are there are some things that we do that are proprietary
1: um, oh, okay.
5: to, to the company, but um, there are when we have our, our training academies yearly in, in those locations, we do set aside a day for media and folks to come out and audit.
1: Well, let That's me know. People. I mean, if there's anything close, I'm pretty close to the Norco one. So if there's anything in Southern California area, let me know, and I, if I can make it, I would I would love to see what you do. I just love those tests. Around here, we have a police department test for the the little bit that they still have on... uh on hoof, as they say, and um, it's fascinating to see what they put these horses through and to see the generosity in the horses is really, really fun. And then you go home and go, oh, I wonder if my horse could ever do that, I don't know.
5: Yeah, we that's that's what we do, and, and a lot of people have, have started, formed clinics and mm-hmm. uh, private clinics and then do, you know, t- bomb-proofing, which is a word that I don't like. Me either, I agree I with I you. Bomb-proofing, but yeah. that's what they call these clinics. And we've never really delved into that part of the part of the horsemanship world, but I think 30-some-odd years of doing what we've been doing, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, we've gotten pretty good at it and pretty good at training our animals for what we uh, what we do for a living, that's for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure anybody with that longevity in, in the horse world, uh, we, we bow down to. Lots of respect for you. Was there anything that you would like to add?
5: Just the recruiting. Um, we're really, really on a strong recruiting push right now. Um, and it's, 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 a, it, it's because of our growth. We're growing so quickly uh, over the last couple of years that we just can't keep up with the amount of requests for business that we're getting. Is that right? So that's why you're seeing such a push from us right now from mm-hmm. a public relations standpoint. It's it's because of all the, you know, the new events that people are knocking on our doors for
1: i'm glad to hear it because we need those jobs so like how many positions do you think you might put in in
5: 2016 oh i just to keep up with what we currently have now that's not including any new client coming around Mm -hmm. but just for us to maintain the clients we have on the books right now we need about oh 180 new riders wow
1: yeah that is awesome um it's awesome for horses
5: yeah and then and then then, if we could get to that level of recruiting, we can begin to start taking much more business. But right. yeah, it's just it's it's we're growing very quickly. But thankfully, we've been through a few of these cyclical uh, situ- economic situations, so we know better than to grow too fast because that's just uh, as dangerous as not growing quick enough.
1: I suppose. Because so, do these people come on as consultants, or are they actually employees?
5: Both. They come on as. Sort of independent contractors, those that want to just work seasonally
0: mm-hmm. and
5: maybe work one show a year, like at Coachella.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, but then we have uh, employees as well, so it's it's it runs the gamut. And of course, again, we we they have to come in a in a nice little package, and then we do all the training, provide all the uniforms, all the equipment, and they have right. to you know they have to ride by our standards. So,
1: yeah, and the, so there's a a, a time. Uh Laps in there where you have to get people up to speed, I suppose, too.
5: That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's what we're doing now. It's just a huge push to to increase what we what we've been doing in the past. So that's our biggest message right now: is we need good folks and good horses.
1: Great. Well, we know where a lot of those are. Is your is your greatest asset the word of mouth?
5: It really is. We've never really done a lot of advertising. Um, with social media now, we've 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 done quite well. Um, with just Facebook boosts. And um, we just recently redesigned our website. And there's a lot of new information out there. And it's more focusing on recruiting. But we've been lucky. We've never really had to go out and do a lot of, you know, traditional advertising. It's it's basically been word of mouth, even from a perspective of the clients. Uh, just in the, ind- the various industries that we work in, retail and entertainment, they just talk amongst each other. And trade ideas, and somebody will say, hey, mm-hmm. try Alpha and Omega. We do go to conferences, you know, horse conferences. We were just out there at an equine expo uh, last week. In, in Pomona. Pomona,
1: yeah. Okay, and, I didn't uh,
5: see. It, yeah. yeah, and we go to other uh, conferences that are arena and stadium management type conferences to exhibit our wares, but that's about it. As far as advertising
1: good good job well we kind of like it that way ourselves too word of mouth i think y'all y'all know people that should be in the horse industry and others who might not be better Exactly, someplace else yeah so
5: and that's why we, we it takes so much time for us to interview somebody as i mentioned mm-hmm. i mean hours of riding and, and visiting and talking during the interview process and it really hurts us when we get just some clown Mm -hmm. you know, weekend warrior that comes out in a pair of tennis shoes and shorts and wants to interview to be a mounted security
0: officer. There you go.
5: (laughs) So that's another reason why our push right now is is heavy, but it's also to say, hey, this takes a little bit, takes a lot on Mm -hmm. your part Mm -hmm. to be part of it. There's a lot of time and effort that you have to put into it.
1: Yes, and it should as it should be. That's good. Yep. Better for the horse. Thank you. Well, we're going to put in the show notes a little bit about how people can get a hold of you, if that's okay. And we'd love to hear uh, how the year goes for Alpha Omega and your mounted patrol. And I appreciate you coming on Horsemanship Radio.
5: Well, thanks so much for having us. We'll talk to you soon, I hope. Thanks, yes. Thanks, Frank. Whisper the language of the herd. Listen, you don't have to say a word.
2: It's time for Jamie Jennings to fetch an email from Monty Roberts' inbox and share a morsel of Monty's wisdom in a little segment we like to call Ask Monty.
4: Leave this world a better place than you. The, the magic
0: in the language of the moon.
2: Would you do join up with every horse? Monty's answer. No, I do join-up with almost every horse, but there are times when I work with horses without doing join-up. I have never observed join-up to hurt a horse or do it harm in any way. It is my opinion that join-up is effective on nearly 99% of the horses I deal with. An orphan is an exception. Orphans generally do not know their own language, and join-up is difficult and not very effective with them. I do not recommend join up with an aggressive stallion or a horse that is in a state of extreme nervousness like a recently weaned foal or mare. If I am required to load a horse or go to the veterinarian and it is lame, then I would not require it to do join up. So I use join up on virtually every horse I work with, but not 100% of them. For more
1: of these insights into good horsemanship, go to www.montyroberts.com and click on the orange banner that says Get Free Horse Tips.
3: Hi, I'm Monty Roberts, and I'm dedicated to training horses without pain. You can learn to do it, too, on my Equus Online University. Western, English, the beginner, or the advanced rider. It doesn't matter. You can connect with other students online, too, on our forum, and there's a new lesson every week. It's a lifetime of learning for you on my Equus Online University at MontyRoberts.com.
5: What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here?
0: Where in the world is Monty Roberts?
1: Monty is looking forward to meeting some new friends, two-legged and four-legged, in England first, March 19th. He's got one stop left in uh, with Martin Clunes in Dorset. And then he goes to Denmark April 9th, and then he goes to Germany for a demo date in April 24th in Zweibrucken, April 23rd in Darmstadt, April 30th at Oldstadt. Then he flips over to Austria and he goes May 5th and May 7th in two buildings there in Austria two different dates and then he goes to Johannesburg uh, all the way to South Africa and we're going to be joining him down there on May 28 and 29 Joburg and then June 4 and 5 in Cape Town where the sharks all live and then July 17th through 21 he's going to be doing a Monty special training uh, the Portuguese version he will speak English and we will have a Later there, and then August first through fifth, there is the Monty Special Training at Flagstaff Farms. That's all English and a lot of fun. And then August twenty second, that rolls right into the Gentling Wild Horse course at uh, Flagstaff Farms, and that's the one that Jamie Jennings took last time. And in a in a really fun group of people, and uh, from experience to n- almost no experience, and it's a lot of fun.
2: A lot of fun. Mike, a quick question about the Gentling Wild Horses at uh, Monty Roberts. Yes. Is that something someone who has no real experience gentling any horse can come and participate in? You know what? We what we just, we had the first one last year
1: that Jamie was part of, that was the premiere. And we we had it set up so that if somebody wanted to audit it only and not get in the gentling pen with the horses. It's 2 weeks long, so you know, you've got a lot of time to get familiar with mm-hmm. the whole system. But if they want to just come and audit, they can. That means no experience necessary, right? You, <gasps> How awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's it's you know, I audit it, right? I didn't get to get in there. So it's Fascinating to watch, Jen. And, but if somebody you know wants to be get in there and just uh, you've got a shoot there, you know where the horses mm-hmm. when they're completely wild, they they actually find their comfort zone inside that chute. So you get to get in there and do the rubbing on and the desensitizing in different areas. So you can be a complete greedy and still enjoy this
2: a lot. So you can. They're they're they're, they're going to be the level of participation depends upon your confidence and your experience level because safety is paramount for. Participant yep. and Mustang, all yep, all everybody's wears helmets. Everybody does everything is yeah.
1: professional level safety. Yeah. But you know, if you want that experience though of
2: being watching Monty just go yeah. from scratch to, I gentle, think for somebody who maybe amazing. has no experience with the equus language or Monty Roberts methods. Um, this kind of a clinic even if you're go as an auditor take it all yeah. in and it's amazing how much you're going to learn through osmosis just taking it in being there in person and watching it um, yeah. I know I go on the on the university and watch a lot of the videos and I have to watch each each seven minute video 10 times before I can take it all in um, <laughs> but this is an opportunity to take it in in person and you you absorb it so much faster in person it's so I amazing. encourage everybody to go over to Monty Roberts University, and check out the Gentling Wild Horses Clinic courses, as well as the other courses there, and see if doing something live at Flags Up Farms is something that's going to be right for you.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, yeah,
1: it's a really fun, a bucket list thing for for a lot of people who've always wanted to. Yeah. You know, you don't have
2: you don't have access to these feral horses in all parts of the right, world anymore. Right, so. and, and you're learning from the masters when it comes to the language of equus. There's and there's yeah. nobody who speaks it better than a wild horse. That's exactly right, Jen. That's right. Well, and for details about today's show, like the website addresses and the dates and all that cool stuff, if you just go to horsemanshipradio.com, you're going to find links to all of this stuff. You don't have to memorize it while you drive to work. And we'd love to hear your feedback. (laughs) Just go to Facebook. Yes, Monty Roberts is on Facebook. Just look for Monty Roberts. And Monty Roberts tweets. That's right. He's on Twitter, too. It's Monty underscore Roberts. Yep. And many thanks to our
1: sponsors who make this happen. That's IFA.com, Omega Fields, and Monty's Equus Online University. And be sure to visit all the other great shows, too, on Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Until next time, have many happy horse hours.